And Georgia so. I want to see. I want to see too. We are the Triforce Podcast. I've never been to Alaska. I didn't know they had fun. Well, it's a confusing time at DC. Uh, very cloudy in the forest. Shout out to my man Yoda. And I died a lot. Which you can see at the end of this video. The, my wiener's licking at behind my back. That man's got money. Why can't he be treated sooner? Another podcast? Two in one day? Well, you, Rebels! You like to... Uh, I'm a masochist. When yeah, it comes, yeah, that's that's when that's it comes it to anything. Um, when it comes to a lot of work or a lot of podcast, I just love it. This is podcast number ninety-seven. Yay! So, if my calculations deem me correct, Perjangers and Wallhangers Media Network will present the one hundredth podcast at. The Game and DVD Exchange on March fourth. You think? Let's let's look. Damn, I'm so good. I already did the math. We're at ninety seven. So we have a lug nuts and a Triforce before our live podcast, which would be number one hundred. He's not coming, Link. Did I time that out or what? No. Yeah, I didn't. But I am taking full credit of doing the math and equating it out because It'll if you will scroll podcast. down. One nooch, you'll see that we did an audio podcast, which was number 95. That was, spoiler alert, Sonic the Hedgehog, which you can find, Walljangers, on pjnwh.com. All of our latest podcasts, including this one, name we have not announced yet. Come on, Bubba. That's not the name of the podcast. I'm calling my dog. Anyway, while Link is confused, we are the Triforce Podcast. I am Yay. Matthew Beefgirl, the Matt Man. To my right is Christopher Bristow, the Old Man. And to my left is our hero of time, Link Diablo, our mascot. And one Mr. B- Big Brother, Stephen Beefgirl. And, of course, you'll see on there, Matt plays Bright Memory, fresh to hit the YouTube. And uh, that's a, a little thing I like to do. I like to go out in the internet and find the gems. And really find the uh, the stuff that you can really chew and gnaw on and know that this is going to be a good game. So I'm looking for the titles that you don't know you want yet. That's what I try to do with Matt Plays, like Undefeated, like Death and Taxes, and now Bright Memory. Coming as Bright Memory Infinite, and you can buy in now for Episode 1, which is like a demo of everything he wants to put in it, um, which is six ninety nine on the Steam Store. Which you get a coupon played the full the version of Death and Taxes yet? I haven't. I need to get it. I have just been, you know, I've been in my Matt cave mixing and producing. So that is one of my pleasures. That he's, that I that's not a euphemism, folks. No, yeah, no. I've been doing a lot of crap with the podcast, so I, I don't, I've, I don't, I don't even have time to do anything besides watch something. So that's kind of my, our, our inner welcome segment. I did check out season seven, episode one of Clone Wars. Okay. Um, which there, this is this last season is Road to um, the wrap up. Yeah, Revenge of the Sith. And if you haven't had the pleasure to go through Clone Wars and Rebels, Walljanger Joe Gilmore told me go through and watch those two, okay. and even Resistance, which is on Disney Plus, that's all canon. Go through these animated series because there's a lot there, and you learn to love Rex and Kanan and you know all and Ezra and all the different um, you know Wolf and Fives and all the different kind of characters troopers. you get in that. Yeah, well, troopers and other characters in yeah. Star Wars canon that you don't know. Um, what's his face? 
Um, somebody famous. Um, oh, that's a good person to play. Yeah, somebody. Role. No, somebody famous voices Kanan on um, uh, Star Wars Rebels. Is uh, it the actual Kanan? You got these wonderful devices called phones. <coughs> be actually looking up on IMDb. Oh, what a minute! Wait a minute! Hang yeah. on a second. Just type in Star Wars Rebels. But Rebels fought is right in between Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, to where it's the forming of the Rebel Resistance. This is obviously me stalling while Chris pulls up the information that I am clearly inept to remember. So right here we see Rebels. Great transition. <clears throat> and uh, go to scroll down. Let's see here. Kanan is Freddie Prince Jr. Why couldn't I remember that name? What is wrong with me? Freddie Prince Jr. is Kanan, and he actually had one of the lines in Episode Nine: Rise of the Skywalker. In yeah, that whole in- Jedi Ray sequence, he was one of the Jedi that talked to her. So really cool. Makes him, you know, canon and everything. And that's that whole inter. You know, uh, Project Luminous kind of thing that they're mm-hmm. going for, which uh, you know that's uh, that's well worth time. So, what have you been doing? Uh, not really been doing much. I mean, yeah, trying to get you know life to settle down. That's that's what I've been adult doing. stuff. Yeah, adult, adult stuff. thing stuff. You know, stuff that yeah. Because you were very have. active last week with Conquerors Bad Fur Day, amongst others. Uh, I've been playing StarCraft too. And okay, that's, that's been kind of my mind. I have story. news that might actually perk your ears, or you might actually already know about it in the nerdy news later on about StarCraft. So that's a great time. We'll see. That's a great segue. What have you been playing besides, uh, you know, you've got Skyrim going on there. That's it. That's it. Which we're going to try prep. and work in a YouTube series with him, and he's doing prep for that now. You can go to About Us and find us, contact us. You can let us know what you think and uh, what do you think of the podcast. Do you have an idea for an end segment? Maybe you want to do your own podcast and show us you can do it better. We'll put it out. Especially if you're better. That'd be only great publicity, you know? And we we are a synergy machine. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so tonight on the nerdy news, a bunch of Batman, Tarmon Giants Bane joins the Witcher, Chucklefish is making a Harry Studar uh, uh, Stardew Valley, and Halo Nerf guns available soon. So uh, we start off with our first story here. Um, which is the actual needler? Yeah, which is the mat plays that I want to bring attention to, and uh, well, you can just kind of mute that, and then speed forward through to the actual footage here. This he this is one man, Zhang Zongchen. Um, oh, what was his name? Zhang Zongchen. Zhang Zong Zing. Zing Zongchen. Okay. There we go. I got it by the end. Zing Zongchang. Zeng Shangchen. There you go. We're sorry for pronouncing it wrong. I'm a noob. I'm sorry. But this is a game that he made in his spare time. Scroll up so they can see the footage. Um, I just wanted to get his name right. Yeah. Well, this is the game that he made in his spare time, which some of the graphics you can uh, obviously agree can be on par with AAA titles. It's still better than half the stuff EA puts out. Six ninety nine gets you in, and he is currently making the full finished product. He said he's not going to do like episodes. Like episode one is pretty much it. This is like his demo. All right, and he already put out a, a trailer back in twenty seventeen, which got him funding for, uh, through Epic. Now he's putting this out, and Jen, I got a chance do, to play. It. Whatever you great. do, 
do not go with a corporate developer. You can build your own company. But he is one man making this amazing game, and he, I think, pretty much it's still just him. He's just getting funding for it. Looks and very, very Kojima-esque. It's really great. Shoot it's really fun to head. play. Shoot the dot on his head. It's like, yeah, it's like mixing um, Bulletstorm mm-hmm. with Diablo Monsters, a little bit of Devil May Cry, kind of with the uh, skill mechanics and stuff. It's really great. I had a blast doing it, and I died a lot. Which you can see at the end of this video. Yes. If you just go to the last two minutes. It's gonna be a montage. Yeah, of me dying. Yeah. And it you might have to re upload the video yeah. with the flash dance music behind it. <laughs> yeah. oh, <my> <laughs> But I had a lot of fun playing this, man. This was another gem, and that's what I want to do for Matt Plays, is just get those gems that you don't know that you want to play yet. And uh, I had so much fun. The And just the graphics. Speaking of which, any developer who wants us to like test our, test their stuff and mm-hmm. use uh, use us as an alpha tester, we're more than willing. We'll put in the time. We're you know you know just to have fun with new stuff and you know to to get it out into the public eye. And look at the, be like, great. Look at the detail on the the wood there, and just the floating island that you naturally see in the North Pole, which is where this is. It's a so it's one to one accuracy. Yes, it's a dormant floating oh, island. I've never been to Alaska. I didn't yeah. know they had floating well, islands. The, the the floating island has been dormant for a is thousand that right years. Around the time oh, that they okay. have six months of worth of sun. Yeah, and the actual uh, inhabitants an were reanimated yeah, yeah. and are now very. Um, Ornery, and they want to kill you. Ornate? Oh, they're ornery, like an uh, like a alligator. Okay. You're ornery. <laughs> Got Water all no teeth, no toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> ah, great fun. So we uh, we go on to the nerdy news, and uh, we R.I.P. Uh, Kelly Collins did not respawn this week. Uh, but he is still here with us in spirit. So, with the nerdy news, we go on to Marvel. Marvel is rumored to be taking over DC Comics. So, this would be a big upset. Now, one thing that I do know about Marvel is that they have all... Feige. Yeah, well, they have said that... Not James Gunn. Um... (laughs) Or not Kevin Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, <it! laughs> Damn you, Magoo! Um, <laughs> <laughs> Misa! I think he's stupid. <laughs> so what's going on with this story is that Marvel is rumored to be taking over because AT&T slash Warner Brothers fired VP executive editor and co-publisher of DC, Dan DiDio. No arguments? No arguments. Okay. The deal. Uh, with his last attempt at reinvigorating DC comic sales, because they have been at a slump with a 5G reboot, the comics, uh, which would have seen classic characters replaced with contemporary takes on them, like uh, a la a Black Batman. You know, and apparently people at AT&T were not too happy with that because AT&T and Warner said that... Batman's got money. Why can't he be transgender, huh? huh? Yeah, you know? Zerman. Bazzer. Bazzer. Yeah. So so what I don't understand is, is like, you know, we all talk about, like, this forward thinking and, like, as a company, 
you know, have the the Wayne lineage go down the line, like you mm. know, twenty five or fifty years, and then you know, have the person that's going to take over. That'd be stupid. Bruce Wayne should still be alive, and he should be actually giving the Batman mantle over to a random orphan named Terry McGinnis. That's Batman Beyond. But the AT&T Warner said that they will be shutting down DC Comics if the 5G event doesn't work in their favor. Now... They're going to shut it down? Yeah. I mean, it's Warner Brothers. Okay. They've got a lot of stuff going on. I mean... That would be a major hit to the comic community. Who's who's gonna own the rights? Warner Brothers. Okay. They just well, stopped making. Still own the rights. Yeah, they, they just stopped making okay. it, and then they would just bank on the entertainment community. It's a shame. But you won't have that comic backing to back it up. Now it's not all hope is not lost because some are saying that uh, the. They didn't like the 5G event because it would clash with the TV and film franchises. AT&T was considering using Hollywood writers such as James Gunn, not Kevin <laughs> See, the jokes are already set in there. I don't even know they're there. Incredible foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. By no credit to myself. Greg Berlanti of the Arrowverse fame, as well as one Mr. J.J. Abrams, they're saying he is a hot pick just because of what he just did with his son, Spider-Man, which is widely accepted. And it was a big success for them. So what I don't understand with, with, with all these companies, all these companies are trying to cash in on what the what the medium is now. Yeah. And I get cross-promotion as a thing, but you don't mm-hmm. have to tie every single fucking product into like comics and movies that are like you know with everything with Marvel or everything yeah. with DC. Sometimes they can live in their own little entity. Yeah. Tell me if you agree. Link agrees. Right. Um, as I long really, as I got your buying link, I'm good. Yeah. I mean, you're French fry guy though, so you already you already have some bias there. But my <laughs> he, thing here he is, I he don't French I don't think you should just ultimately kill off DC. Yes, getting Marvel involved in the creative process, getting other you know, creative directors like James Gunn, getting him to write the Suicide Squad comic, getting Greg Berlanti to run through the Arrowverse and do all that, getting J.J. Uh, Abrams to be J.J. and stand in the corner and be motivating because he's pretty much the Kevin Feige of Warner Brothers right now. Yeah. So you really have, it's a confusing time at DC, I see. They're very, it's very sh- uh, very cloudy in the force. Uh, well, it's I okay. can't. I, I shout out to my man Yoda. We see, we see uh, the the Arrowverse and the C, well the CW verse. We'll just call yeah. it the CW verse. That iteration of all the characters have been fully vetted. They each had their own little Just need to catch up after the Infinite Earths timeline and see how all that coagulated out, but... Yeah, I just want them... You know, I, I want it fleshed out, like, in chronological order, all the episodes. Like, from Arrow all the way through. And then I'll be happy, because then I don't have to, like... That would take you so long to go through. Yeah, but, you know, it's the beauty about working Because then it would be like some episodes are happening. Well, no. You start off with (laughs) Arrow. Arrow. And Arrow, you see Barry Allen, uh, Grant Gustin's uh, Barry Allen, show up in an episode. In the first episode of The Flash, he goes back to Arrow, and Arrow comes back to training. There's a lot of different crossovers. It started off with just Flash and Green Arrow. Yeah. Now, 
spoiler alert, he's gone. You have uh, other people donning the mantle and picking up stuff, maybe forming a Justice League. You're getting Superman and Lois Lane, Supergirl getting another spinoff. Well. Supergirl's in there. You got a lot of stuff going Legend on tomorrow. With, with DC, television and film-wise. I'm just surprised that you can't think of anything comic-wise that would you know, warrant Marvel taking over. Marvel as a film production company would probably be better in in the movie arena. But keep the, the Hear him out television verse you know, with you know helmed by how it's being helmed right now. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Feige's that creative control chair, you know? He has the power, he man reference aside, to really <coughs> take this in and Obviously, he's a nerd. He loves both DC and Marvel. And Marvel, and they both have come out and said there's no competition between the two. So, I rather than see DC die, I would rather have Marvel take on the mantle and keep pushing out content because now you might actually get good content from still creative, you know, creative directors that they're using. They're both using. The beautiful word, oh yeah, called collaboration. It can still happen between companies of, you know, because we want we want the subject material to continue on. And that's what I think Marvel and well Disney really has been pushing because we have a story later on of the hope of that. But it's really good that I I don't see DC dying right now, but I do think they need help. Um, well, hopefully this next story will give them a little shot in the arm. Oh, I don't know about that. Might, but but might actually just cut their arm off. Batman Ninja, the uh, anime adaptation that everybody loved about uh, the DC animated movie, which took uh, Batman, Robin, Nightwing, and Red Hood to feudal Japan in an attempt to stop Gorilla Grodd from taking over the city. Uh, with uh, brand new takes on villains like Joker, Harley Quinn, Two Face, and Poison Ivy. That was a that was a very um, mind tripping tale. How would you like to see it as a stage play in Japan? If no. we get if we get Eric, <laughs> no. if we get Eric Idol as as the Joker, I'd be happy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When you say stage play, do you mean? They're gonna dress cars up like, like cats people. and forty days of forty yeah, nights. Like, like they're gonna dress. Back. No, no, no. Stay with me. They're gonna dress cars up like the characters and drift them around the stage to tell mm-hmm. the story. No, it's feudal Japan, so oh. it's gonna be Batman as like a samurai and Joker. Did as you say a, stage show, stage yes. play. Yes. yes, this is a stage play. Like cats and forty days and forty nights. This is okay. a stage play about and, Batman. And we know cats went so, uh, but. Anime well, in general is very. Cats it was horrible. I went to see the it. movie. It was the worst sucks. thing I've ever seen. Well, no, both of them were horrible. But they were both. No, no, no. They were both horrible. <coughs> yes, Just one was on a stage and like. Well, everyone yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, oh. Both of them pissed on you. I went to see it. You're now impressed. owned by them. Yeah, but here's the thing. Anime has been. It's a popular thing right now. Like Demon Slayer um, is the most recent anime to get a stage play. Rise of the Shield Hero. He's in the my wiener's licking him behind my back. Wow. He's okay. a traitor. Hey, I think that goes in the box. That <laughs> that that goes in the box. Let's set that in the box. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> What's in the fucking box? Um so anyway, announced via Twitter. You to move. He's stuck. He is stuck. Okay. Come on, Linky. 
Come you on, can't man. get over you the could, pillow. You could, you could, Someone's going to rub me. Sorry. You couldn't we dart. have a rubbing jump. break. <laughs> we have a rub break. Okay, there we go. You may continue. This Chewini break aside. <laughs> so it was announced via Twitter, Otaku USA shared the news that Batman Ninja will be adapted into a live-action stage play in, J- in a Japanese theater, the Shinjuku Theater Morelli. And uh, it'll be showing from October to December this year. And uh, another stage play to add to the books. It's going to be Batman, though. And uh, so now, technically, would this actor be considered in the echelon of actors that play Batman? No, anything that requires to... Stage play doesn't count? Like, where is where is that asterisk in there? Stage play doesn't count unless... when the award is a It's Tony. at the media theater. <laughs> <laughs> what, you respect the Emmys? No. No, the equivalent, oh. the equivalent to stage play is a Tony. And you can't take, you know, the this cinematography that takes that making a film well, it's on, a different craft. On that bombshell, we'll go on to the next story, which hopefully won't be a disappointment. Batman. I told you, a buttload of Batman. Um, or bunches, whatever the fuck. Whoa, look at that costume. Yeah, man. Wow, new new set photos. New set photos give us our best look at the bat suit and bat cycle. You can keep scrolling down and see different photos of... Uh, last week we saw chest and cow. Now we're getting a good look at the whole thing. Uh, this scene is uh, showing the bat cycle in a high speed chase through a, loose. through a cemetery <laughs> with uh, the armored outlook. What's this button do? And uh, <laughs> some kind of tools on his forearm there with the whole bat things. You know, I off hit to that the helmet. Side. He probably takes it and shoots it off or something. Yeah, it's like a ga- a bat tool, I'm assuming. But also, could could we get a smaller picture? Could yeah. you make that? Could you make it? A, a yeah, a little bit smaller. Here we go. So here we see the the this bat cycle. Batman looks from and Batman. Yeah, and that we also see right there. We see a person he's chasing. Could that be? Oh, right, oh right look! Up. You see, he's collaborating with the bad guys for Scroll a better a shot. Bit. Um, now, could this person, this person, could that be just a random goon that he's chasing, or is that Selena Kyle? Is that Catwoman that he's chasing through a cemetery? Because I wouldn't put that past Catwoman. Although in the comics right now, Batman and Catwoman, congratulations, they're having a baby. She's Prager, Prego, you know, very Pregers. Now here you see the the caps over the eyes. That could just be safety, or it could be CGI'd into the classic white out. I look up for Batman because I'd love for them to just have white out eyes and have like the Deadpool kind of emotions pop up on them. That'd be dope. You wouldn't hit a guy with no eyes, would you? <laughs> but I mean, even from this, I don't say that's the worst looking bat suit I've ever seen. It looks sorry, I see CGI in the cage. I mean, they're going to CGI the cape in, and it'll look great. I mean, they could even fix the ears with that because, I mean, hmm. what type? Yeah, what, you're looking. What type of ears they got going on? You're looking rather appetizer fork ear, uh, fork ears there. Hey, sound boom guy, what do you bench? <laughs> like I don't know, but I'm overall I'm still liking the bad suit. It's, if it, I had it to looks guess, okay. uh, you know, with I the CGI, it'll look full, better. I wanted to see it in full regalia. 
you need a trailer. You need that first trailer to really see, uh, you know, Colin Farrell as. Uh, it's those guys, the best waifus, space. <laughs> the best waifus. Hey, Corey. So, um, we. Uh, what do you What do you think of the bat suit? Let us know in the comments. I, I'm really interested because I'm I'm liking it overall. It's not bad. Robert Pattinson could be better uh, choice, but this next story is a great choice. Not the ad. Not the ad, but we're going on. Kingpin reportedly is returning for an upcoming Spider-Man sequel. Okay. So according to We Got This Covered, multiple sources say that Wilson Fisk will be reintroduced either through Spider-Man 3 or its sequel. Vincent D'Onofrio is being eyed to reprise his role from the Netflix series, uh, leading many to believe that this will they will slowly start to bring back all of the Marvel characters that they lost from, or that they gained, rather, from the Netflix series. Yeah, I mean, they only have an hour. I mean, well, not an hour. They only have one. We got an hour! Go! Let's do it! Let's <laughs> go! I'm going to use them all for one hour! That's it! Uh, Daredevil, Luke Cage, Punisher, Jason goes, go, 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 go! Iron Fist, let's talk. Maybe why don't we let you sit down? I was going to say that. Why, why don't you, Iron Fist, the manager, would like to see you in his office. Go ahead. We'll back your things. <laughs> So, I mean, but Vincent D'Onofrio... Now, here's the thing. Do you want Vincent D'Onofrio? Do you want another kingpin? Oh, no. Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio did a great job. I would love to see Vincent D'Onofrio more. Don't get me wrong. But I also, a small part of me, would not mind a new kingpin for the new Marvel. Just like with all the characters. I wouldn't mind it. Do I want to see Vincent D'Onofrio? Hell yeah, I want to see fucking, uh, what was his name? Um, a Jelly Donut from Full Metal Jacket. What was his character's name? Um, I think he's dead. R.E. Lint. No, no, not that guy. Vincent D'Onofrio is well. Oh, oh, I don't, I forget. We could look it up. Could you? You're asking me for a celebrity? No, man. Full Metal Jacket. It was, um, fuck, I feel retarded. Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Alchemist. Awesome anime if you haven't gotten a chance to watch that. Not the live adaptation. No, no. Private Private Pile. Pile. God damn it, yes. Vincent D'Onofrio. Private Pile. Oh, okay. There we go. I feel better now. I really feel whole. You a Peter Puffer? (laughs) So, uh, Jelly Donuts aside... I really hope to see Private Pile. I might also like to enjoy this next story. He was um, the bug guy in Men in Black. Yes, he was. And sugar. Mean, sugar. Give me sugar. And sugar. In water. So, Sony exec uh, Tom Rothman and Disney's chief creative officer, Alan Horn, sat down and discussed how Spider-Man was brought back to the MCU. Okay. So with a lease contract? <clears throat> yeah, essentially they they brought Spider-Man back and confirmed that Tom Holland was an integral part from his um e, uh, D23 press conference with yep. contacting Bob Iger and everything and crying for an hour and a half on the phone. It, you know, cry, who doesn't cry? But 
he's our Spider-Man. Fair enough. And still is our Spider-Man because of his involvement, which I really liked. Even the top CEOs are admitting, yes, this actor and the fans saved this franchise, and now all of us are going to make a lot of money. Tom Rothman says, I think of it as a classic win-win-win. I think that it was a win for Sony. I think it was a win for Disney. And I think it was a win for the fans. So you heard it here, folks. I think he's right. It is trinning. Coin that phrase, please. Mm, Triple win. Do we? It's what? It's trinning. Why don't we avoid that? But Rothman uh, did say uh, that this new deal... He is hoping, uh, not FDR, this is the Disney Marvel deal, or Sony Marvel deal. Um, he is hoping that this new deal will continue after July 2021's uh, release of Spider-Man 3 and beyond that. Especially with like a, an unannounced title that they announced for October 2021. Wouldn't that be crazy? Continuing that relationship. Man, that'd be crazy. Sinister Six. Yeah. Craven the Hunter. Yeah. Possibility, you know. Yeah, Green I mean, Goblin. There's so, there's so many like Spider-Man has his own set of villains. He has as many villains. But this story really accumulates it all up. That Sony and Disney, they're like, you know, we could we could make a lot of money if we work together. Like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Keep going. And you guys still, are doing good. There's, Just there's villains. Check that, with Kevin before you do anything. There's villains that cross stories mm-hmm. though, that that. You know, some of the Spider Man's villains are Iron Man's villains, and yeah. some are, some are Daredevil's villains. Like, like yeah, man, Kingpin, it, perfect it is, example. It is such an intricate world that there should be no reason why a deal should ever been you know discarded in the first place. Yeah, but also I think like what a lot of uh, companies are realizing is that they can test the waters by just floating news out about their idea. And seeing how fans react to it and be like, oh, no, 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 we weren't going to do that. Look, my hand didn't leave the coop. Look, I put it down, but my hand didn't leave. My hand didn't leave. It wasn't a real move. I can still move it. You know, like that oh, chess okay. move. Okay, you're playing chess? Yeah. Oh, no, no, my, 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 my hand didn't leave. I'm good. Looks like checkers. Yeah. Well, who can. Let's call the whole thing off. But uh, they. <laughs> who was that? That was Ben Mendelsohn recently said the Sony Marvel split. He called, uh, he was going as far to call Spider Man the porn star of the MCU. What? He was that that special little sprinkle that Tony Stark (laughs) needed. He's one of the absolute motherfucking porn stars. Boy, I could name 30 superheroes that you could quite comfortably lose before start to think about losing Spider Man. Yeah, no. Yeah. He is that upper echelon of characters, which is why, which is why he was, you know, he was decimated in in Infinity War, and then mm-hmm. you know that moment of him coming back was awesome. Oh man, you have a cold steel heart if you didn't tear up when he came back and gave Tony Stark a big hug. You know, oh, it'll bring any man down to his knees. Like the next story, Westworld, loads and loads of Westworld trailers. Uh, season three has fans digging up trailers online ahead of the March fifteenth premiere. A redditor MTC Chickpea found three videos unlisted on the YouTube, and you can actually play that one. Make sure you mute the. Uh... <clears throat> Essentially, um, you see the main <laughs> Dolores with Caleb, kind of romancy gaggy. 
kind of trailer um, showing off the world with which is if you're attuned to Westworld you know shit went down now you're seeing the outside which is something that the 1970s movie didn't go into robots in the real world god that sounds like an MTV show doesn't it yeah we are robots and we are in the real world IT78 keeps leaving the oil greaser up like, you know, that seems like a, a problem. Like, they keep on not lubricating my rear end. Like, some weird. What are you using? What are you using? A, what, what, the WD 40 as a bidet? <laughs> you know what? That WD bidet. WD bidet. <laughs> But it's not going to be very much, uh, very pleasant for her. It is going to be 35% more romantic. I don't know how they're getting to that with explosions, but... Uh, 35% more romantic. Okay, what woman doesn't like precise. explosions? And, uh, you know, and then you go down to the next trailer, which was, you could actually... This was the one they released as a... Um, you know, this is what season three's coming up to. You see they're manufacturing the eye and shit. Scroll to two fifth uh, two ten. That is where the new footage comes in here, right around here, to where um, you see cool. a lot more of this imminent fate. To where you have these robots rebelling out into the community. They know they're there. Tell they're looking girl. for the robots. You see that looks painful. That is not the retainer mm. I want in- installed. A metal, you know, spider-looking thing. Cyber spider, not the Cyberman spider. Cyber spider that will not give you webbing. Tiddlywinks. And then the next, the last one is just kind of like a uh, setup. Um, it has a whole bunch of like suspenseful moments to where you know characters are saying goodbye. Independence is not negotiable. They're putting that bitch against the the other one to try and find Dolores. So there's going to be a lot of you know kind of. Um, the fugitive mixed with you know kind of like a World War Z I'm imagining with robots so look out for uh, look out for Westworld man this is honestly a show that took me by surprise I'm glad I caught it you know closer to the premiere date here for season 3 because I am not good with waiting like Game of Thrones I'm glad I waited Altered Carbon um, after the advertisement, it does go into the season two trailer, which uh, I season ads. I know season two is coming out February twenty seventh, so it's coming out soon. We're seeing Anthony Mackie taking on uh, the role as Takashi, okay. obviously in Altered Carbon. Your mind is essentially stored in a little disc that it's at the base of your spine and your skull, and you can be resleeved into a different. Body and it could be here. You go, Anthony Mackie. It could, and you get upgrades as well, increased healing, being able to bring guns to your hands. Apparently, a lot of weird shit. And he's looking out. He's pretty much running towards and trying to get his, you know, love, trying to get his girlfriend back. And uh, they're also, what's really interesting is just this story alone. Netflix is really cashing in on this, is actually based off of a novel 
um, by what was his name? Richard K. Morgan's uh, sci-fi novel uh, set in this futuristic universe. So, um, I'll, uh, very Blade Runner, very cyberpunky with the feel to it. It's. Uh, a, I, I enjoy, you know, I enjoyed Anthony Mackie when he was in the Hurt Locker, and that was like almost. Yeah, a, man, I forgot he was in Hurt Locker. Him, yeah. him, and Jeremy Renner, which eventually. You know, became in the MCU, um, yeah. and this is when he finds his girlfriend. He's like, "Oh shit!" And then dim the lights. So they're going to lead you to some suspense there. There's going to be a lot of uh, traveling, and uh, you're back on Earth again, and uh, it's going to be a good series. Then start watching now. Now, if you scroll down, you'll see the other story that's in the story. Um, they're making an anime, a cyberpunk anime, out of the Altered Carbon series. While fans are waiting on this, am, it will be out uh, March 15th. I so. approve. Cool. Needless to say. It's going to be delving more yeah. into the mythology of the series made by Richard Morgans. And this gives, like, you know... March 19th, I'm sorry. This gives the fans that only do, like, only watch or read or consume it on one media to see that there is that cross... The, yeah. The, the cross... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? The universe travels cross platforms. Yeah, cross platforms. So, but also, I mean, you see Netflix really donking it. You know, you really see them making all the right moves. They're making the anime. They're making the main, the main, you know, TV series for everybody to gobble up and binge watch. And this is for people like me who are like, oh, anime? You say really? No way, huh? Well, I could, I could do both. And that's what I'm really, uh, I'm really liking on that story. So the next one, let's bring it back a character from the past. Next story. Let's load. Let's oh. load. Internet. Thank you, Comcast. Tormon's Giant Spain is coming to Witcher. Uh, Christo. Well, talk about crossover. How's he gonna get from one universe to the other? I mean, he's already dressed for it. Okay. Well, fair enough. But uh, he will be cast as Nivellen. Okay. He's changed his uh, name too. Huh? Nivellen. I'm assuming that's gonna. He's gonna have the you know crop cut like Ellen. He's gonna host a game show or a, you know a talk show. A talk show. He's gonna have a bunch of guests on like uh, you know Geralt. Uh, here you're the Battle of uh, you know Bisbane. How did that happen? Sit down. They have coffee. Surprises him with like a niffin behind him. Voice <laughs> gonna do a voice of a fish that forgot, you know, his name. <laughs> now this was announced by the uh, Radiant Intelligence, which sounds like a Doctor Who villain. Um, but they did say that uh, Christopher Hyjuve will be playing uh, Nigel, which is code name for Nivellen, uh, and. They also say that the character will be uh, charismatic, witty, and a funny man. So, obviously, you know who they're talking about. Christopher Hyde, Jim. Jim oh. Carrey. Wow. I'm so I've reached the end of e my brute. Wow. I was saying I me. know like three, so I was saying that's me. one of the three. Oh, right. Me. me. I didn't know you were an actor. I thought you worked at a car dealership. I, I could act. Okay. Give me a shot. But they also say that... I did uh, not hit her. 
<laughs> they said that Neville comes from an aristocratic family and has been cursed for the crimes that he has committed in the past. So, obviously, it looks like you need a witcher. Maybe toss a coin to him. Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for season two to happen. It's sad we have to wait until 2021. Once again, I hate waiting, but it will be worth it with this. Now, they did say that um, they turned down a couple people for uh, Vesemir. Okay. Um, I forget the actor's name. It's not worth looking up now, but they're still trying to cast Vesemir. Hoping, still, maybe Mark Hamill comes out for it, but I'm trusting that they are going to get that perfect casting in there. Just like, you know... uh, Turmoil Giants Bank. That's a great cast for that kind of role. You know, he played that kind of dark, humored person in Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. which could really bring a different element to the next season of Witcher, which I'm actually really looking forward to. This next story, I don't know if I'm looking forward to or not. Eli Roth is set to direct Borderlands film adaptation for Lionsgate Entertainment. Lionsgate was uh, 300? Or was that Paramount? I mean, Lionsgate, I do know the name, and I just don't know if I trust it with Borderlands. Borderlands is a really kind of... It does have that dark comedy. Where scroll down, you can actually see a little bit of uh, at least the Borderlands theme. At least get away from the advertisements. Yeah, no, that's an ad right up there. No, no. Up or down? There. The the main picture. Yeah, the main picture. So, Deadline reports that Roth has signed on to direct for Lionsgate with the production on the film beginning later this year. Roth will be joined by Craig Manzin, who wrote Chernobyl. Okay. So, he wrote the original draft for Borderlands. I gotta get caught up on I know, and this is another one that's going to be in the in the mix there. But with the writer from Chernobyl in there with Eli Roth and his whole sensibility of horror mixed in with Borderlands, that could be an interesting journey mm-hmm. to take for on a film, you know. And what it would be if you do it right, it could really prove that people, not just you know Paramount can make a good video game movie. This would be... Oh, this is Eli Roth. Yeah. Someone who you didn't know, you'd hear his name again. And boom, here's Borderlands. And people love it, and they soak it up. That'll just continue the movement of more video game movies to go on. They don't have to take... They don't have to do a true, like, a, a like for, like, adaptation. Just as long as they get the premise right... And it has a good narrative. Well, they say it's about four vault dwellers going to Pandora, trying to discover ancient technology, and the corporation wants to get the ancient technology, so they've got to get to the ancient technology before the corporation take them down. Pretty much the basic premise for every Borderlands. It's also the premise of Avatar. It is now the premise for every show (laughs) ever. But Avatar had unobtainium. You couldn't get it because of the name. It's unattainable. It's in the <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> as we trot along the nerdy news, we find Netflix drops a trailer for Transformers War for Cybertron Trilogy Siege. Hit that beautiful beam footage. I did not uh, mute that one, but... <laughs> This is a War for Cybertron and debuting at the New York Toy Fair 
uh, with the look of the Gen 1 Transformers in it. The new trailer, uh, with a return of a classic Transformers story, will leave fans wanting more. And there's no release date, but they're just giving you this trailer with this beautiful bean footage. You have, you know, um, Megatron fighting Optimus Prime on Cybertron, and it's it's just ev- that moment that you wanted. They had that game, Transformers War for Cybertron, which was absolutely fantastic. That game is awesome. I loved it. It made me believe in Transformers games when I didn't think they had any hope. The story was solid. The story was amazing. And I don't want this to trample on the story that they did because that was a great story. You know, they had, you know, a Goliath-sized Transformers. And you know, I mean, I do want to it's see them Peter Cullen like work towards Unicron because he was a, a world destroyer. Is is Peter Cullen Optimus Prime? Is it the classic? Voice? I did not see if it was him, but I. Uh, and that's gonna get you all Now you missed out. No, no, it's not him, but. It is a good uh, Autobot story against the fight against the evil Decepticons. You know, you know. Um, so, you ready for this one? Like mind blown moment. Frank Weller is the voice of um, uh, uh, Megatron. What? In the no, original, in if the, you would have said Frank Lloyd Wright, I would have been impressed. Yeah. Then, yeah, he's the voice of or Megatron. Frank Miller. Mm-hmm. Frank Miller, I know from the comics, but yeah. in the original. Um, Series, okay, but he's also Fred from Scooby Doo. <laughs> okay, well, you know, all right. Well, not everybody can be winners. Well, it's all but, about diversity here on the Pigeon. And he's Mr. Grouper on Bubble Guppies. So we oh, go on to the next story, which is a little bit of good news for any kind of Diablo fans. Diablo, is, animated series, is in Come pre-production on, at Netflix by Blizzard Entertainment. Go down. I, I, it's an ad. It's the. It's not loading. Well, it's just a picture. But anyway, so Diablo, Activision Blizzard studio president Nick Van Dyke, uh, updated his LinkedIn profile to include executive producer of Diablo, a TV adaptation of uh, the the Blizzard Entertainment's IP, rendered in anime style. This show is currently in pre-production for distribution uh, for distribution worldwide through Netflix, which means it's still probably a while before it will be released. I would assume probably right before so Diablo. So it's going to be a, uh, another farming yeah. show. Yeah. What you're saying. It's going to yeah. be a farming and how to get good produce, right? No, it's going to be a, oh. everything you love about Diablo because Diablo, like the next story, has been. Uh, known for having beautiful cinematics Hmm. and with Diablo you really can get a great series by Netflix on this and if you release it right before Diablo 4 that will do the Witcher effect to where it will drum up sales for the game especially if you have the game drop right after it then you have a big Diablo fuckfest in front of you and it's nothing but coming and money you could trademark that if you want. Probably not. No. no. But the next story is equally exciting. I don't know how you can get any more exciting than that. 
No, that not that story. Star Citizen you're excited for. No, not that story. You missed what? one. This one? Yes, this story. Oh. Because Activision Blizzard exec also announced that a Overwatch series might be in the works. So really? it may be become a still... Uh, it, it's still possible. Neither projects have the chance. Uh, they both have the opportunity of never getting off the ground. Gotcha. But this has also been linked to uh, Nick Van Dyke's LinkedIn profile, saying that he was personally involved in developing and selling an animated series, uh, an animated Overwatch TV show, which was sold, not greenlit. Diablo is in pre-production, sh- assuming that that has been greenlit. Which you, I mean, still, that's a big assumption. Would I like to see both of these series and animated? Absolutely. Overwatch has an amazing story that they never tell you. They don't want to tell you, besides in little cinematic movies. I, I think um, the beauty about Overwatch is it allows the fans to to kind of put their own story behind it. It gives that like that kind of like what Kevin Smith does with his movies. He leaves it mm-hmm. open ended, so you can think like. You know, he either did this with the girl or not, or stayed together or whatever he did. Yeah. You know, so uh, I think um, open-endedness is nice, but I don't think we need it. I don't think we need an animated of this. Maybe uh, like a, a, I'd like, still like to see it. I would. You know, if it, it's like if a they card put it out there, if they put it out there, you know, you know. We'll gravitate towards it. Naturally. Yeah, but it's like a car crash, man. I don't want it to happen, but if it happens right in front of me, I'm still going to watch it. The whole thing, front to back. I'll watch. There's, I'll rewatch. There is it. more lore for Diablo than there is for Overwatch. Let the lore build out more for Overwatch. But still, Overwatch is how old. On Diablo. The game is how old. You know. It's been out for a long time. Yeah, they keep updating it and they keep all adding right, so characters you got and all that. 1996 for still. Diablo versus Overwatch was just in this console generation. Even still, but it's I hot. It's now. You could have a short series on it. Bringing it up, Overwatch Two is in the works. That would be a perfect segue. If you for start, when you the if you start producing it, if you start the thought of it now, yeah, then by the time Overwatch comment. Two comes out, now you have plenty of content because they're also adding in more lore into Overwatch Two. So this may be the long, ga- the long end of the series. Mm-hmm. Releasing Diablo first to test the water, see how it does, see if it tests like Castlevania. If it does, cool, move forward with Overwatch. Release it around Overwatch Two. Yeah, I'm just going to say Diablo is going to have more lore to kind of... Like, even if they miss stuff on Diablo... And you are only allowed to watch one, not yeah. two. One. Pick it. That's it. We see it when, when game companies... Try, like, when they do too much, both IPs suffer. So, let them focus on yeah, Diablo. You still got to have... You just have to have the the people behind it. You know, you can't, like, marvel it to where you're just going to stress it on this one tiny bolt. And let that fat man sit in that chair with that one tiny bolt holding up the entire company. Kevin Feige's the tiny bolt. And that one tiny bolt holding up that entire company. But I definitely see this as a future property that would be... A lot of people might like to watch. There's potential in it. It's just, just... Focus on one at a time. And talking about uh, bring t- bringing ties to, you know, to an end, tying everything together, 
This is a story that has been two years in the making. Crytek and Cloud uh, Imperium Games have settled their two-year-long lawsuit with terms not disclosed, and they don't need to. Well, they've settled it, but it, you know they haven't really settled it. So they have by, said yeah. that we're, we're going to wait. Because we can't win the battle now, so we're going to wait and see what you release, and then we're going to see you again. Well, they're both in talks on settling it out now and getting everything on paper as to this is agreed upon, and then they're going to be moving to uh, joint dismiss within 30 days. So, Uh, If you'd like a lawyer's opinion on this, try Guard Frequency. They cover it in detail. So they'll probably... What I see is they're probably just saying... And this is what happened. Star Citizen was originally using the Crytek 3 engine. In 2016, they decided... Which Lumberyard sort of uses, sort of. But no. And that's probably where the legal technicality comes involved, because some it's of very, Crytek it's, is involved it's in it. It's very complicated. And but they weren't putting Crytek's Cry, logo Cry in. Engine. Well, they, it's because they switched. CryEngine, it's not very good. But they switched over to Lumberyard. They're going out of business, and this is their death rattle. Yeah, they switched over to Lumberyard in 2016, and ever since then, it's been this kind of legal battle to where they're saying, you you are still somewhat using our system, and you're not putting our logo in any of the trailers or anything like that, so we're going to sue you. And that's where they were at. Yeah. So, whether Lumberyard is using enough of the Crytek code, the source code, and not, the source code whether they're using Crytek enough of that does not to want to get it. the Amazon lawyers involved. Exactly. Because then, crunch. Yeah, then Amazon will chew them up and spit them out. But I still think they're saying that Squadron 42 and the main game have both been using this Crytek engine, and that is where this whole thing started from, but now they're squashing it and they're not telling anybody how they did it. So, it's one of those things that you can't really understand what both sides are doing, but you can just rejoice in the fact that Star Citizen might actually have its full attention on the game now. Okay. Well, they have a lawyer, and that's kind of what the lawyer does. Chucklefish, CEO, shared uh, what he's currently, the game he's currently been working on, which is called Witch Book, which is like mixing Stardew Valley with Harry Potter. Okay. So the makers of Stardew Valley are creating another game, which uh, mixes the two together, set in a magic school where you'll play as a student whose goal is to graduate and earn your witching permit. Instead of farming. To become a witcher? Yeah, scroll down. Yeah, you'll. Uh, instead of farming, and that's replaced with questing and side questing, and you'll be able to unlock new skills through that. If you click on that link, this is the impressive part, which is Star Citizen esque. That is the Twitter account to the uh, CE, uh, Chucklefish CEO and lead designer, Finn Bryce. He took the this Twitter. Looks yeah. like a. Scroll word down. Document. This is. The design, do, uh, the design document for the game. He says that while he admits that it does change a bit, this is his design development. He is that open. This is where I'm going. You have gameplay. It's a simulation. It has day and night cycle, weather, uh, lunar cycle, 
it's listing out all this information, curfew, detention, calendar, events, mini games, NPC routines. A living world. Yeah, NPC initiative, the contacts and sensitive dialogue. This is all the information that he's putting out to his game. And he's just like, yeah, here you go. Oh, you want to fish? You can fish. You can, you know, gather herbs. You can make potions. You know, you have tools, spells, actions, flirt, joke, romance, everything that Forge, it's garden, yeah, potion making, cooking, cooking yeah, wizard, wizard duels. duels. You will know, they, will they have familiars? School grounds, dorm rooms. So it's like Stardew Valley mixed with Harry Potter, man. But but no farming, huh? Well, that's the questing. Forging. Oh, okay. You're going to be farming in a different way. From souls. But I'm really impressed with that, man. Especially with this game, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. The DLC has been long rumored and discussed about. I've seen some rumors saying that Brawly is in the game code. And I've seen others. This one is saying that uh, new details reveal uh, via Twitter the Pepper Mayum and Ryuka Show recently transla- uh, have recent translations of V-Jump magazine talking about how citizens were turned into furry bipedal animals and how Saiyan's tails stop growing when the human is more powerful than their great ape form, which have been confirmed by uh, the crea- series creator. Now, the interesting thing about that is that it also mentions a tree. Now, describing uh, described as a mysterious uh, with a mysterious with a recognizable shape to it, the players uh, playing some role in the DLC would be like yeah. the stage and there's mention of something about not even the place where Pokemon was yeah, so essentially that's what people are trying to mention. Uh, they're tying it to Turles and the Tree of Might, but they're also tying it to Beerus and Wiss uh, with Beerus's homeworld, with the tree there. So, Tree of Might, I would love to see that as DLC. I'd yeah. also love to see Tree of Might, Brawly, and Beerus and Wiss in there. That would be the culmination. You don't need to give, you don't need to give me Garlic Jr., you don't uh, nope, you don't need to add that in there. He's already in there as a side character. That's fine. But having, you know, the Tree of Might with Turles, having, you know, uh, Beerus and, you know, opening up Super, that gives out a lot more promise to this game. You know? I mean, especially, look, they need to do this action RPG on a lot of games. Luffy and One Piece already got it with their World Seeker, yep. which is a great game. Now you have Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I need a Naruto game. Maybe even give me a My Hero Academia. Maybe sprinkle in a little Black Clover for good measure. Anime games? Absolutely. There's a couple good ones, especially the Naruto Ultimate uh, Shonen Warrior. Um, those are good. One through four. Pick any of those up. That's great. Uh, I, I love me a good fighting game anyway, so especially action RPG. So, with the next story, um, we have that footage I was talking about. The never-released StarCraft Ghost Game. This is a third-person shooter set in Blizzard's StarCraft universe. And uh, they do have... um, Scroll down here. Yeah, they have some gameplay footage of it. This one, I think, is from an Xbox. And uh, move forward. That's just the menu... 
goes to it. Oh, Starcraft Ghost. And Blizzard. Do, do, do. Yeah. Where or gameplay. The... Yeah, get to the gameplay there. Excellent. Not all the way to the end, but. Little conversation piece. Conversation, reading, conversation. Reading. Here we go. So, there you get a little bit of the sense of the world. Very Xbox in uh, the the graphically you don't have a lot of detail it's a lot like what alpha footage would be right now yep and it, it kind of reminds me of just the graphically how that uh game that was in grandma's boy yep that he created it kind of looks graphically like that and it's the game that never was we always demonic get, yeah we always get it was these demonic demonic like uh, and scroll down the 721 I think is a little bit better yeah it is there we go so it's a little bit better but it it also reminds me of like this 720 model reminds me of like Knights of the Old Republic yeah like that kind of uh, play style like that because you're searching through the bodies and there's different stuff for you to get and you know it kind of has that RPG kind of mechanic to it which I mean I would have I would have played it. Yeah, I mean for the time I would have played it. At the time, yeah. Now I wouldn't play that. No. But at the time, if they would have came out and done that, now would it have made AAA numbers? Probably not. No. But it still would have satisfied that itch for the fans and given probably you an opportunity to do one better later on because you already have this title and people already expect that from you. There's a lot of game manuf- uh, game companies have that thing of to where, oh, I'm not known for making that kind of game. And they don't do it. But you can still, you know, you can still keep going with that. You don't have to just make that style game that you are known for. And this would have been a feather in their cap, I would have put. I'll put it. But It certainly would have been better than Alien Colonial Marines, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But, and next story. Respawn Entertainment is reportedly in development of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order 2. Not surprised. Reported by Kotaku, who says EA currently has two Star Wars projects cooking. One of these is a smaller, more unusual project. Now, there's a... A what? There's not a lot of speculation on this, and there's not a lot of explanation on this either. We're finally going to get the backstory via a video game of Mace Windu Car Salesman? Maybe. Yes! Finally! (laughs) The podcasts unite! This is the speeder that you need. You know? (laughs) No money back. No money down. It's the best I can do. But, I I mean, a smaller, more unusual project... Smaller how? Smaller game-wise? Is this a mobile game? Is this just a lesser-known title? That's a very vague description, especially when it comes to a Star Wars game. Now, the other one is obviously the sequel to the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order franchise, which back in December, a job listing for a person who is passionate about the Star Wars universe and invigorated by coding a third-person action-adventure game. Yeah, that's the life of the party right there. The person who gets invigorated by creating a third invigorated by coding. I was adventure. always invigorated by coding. That's why I do. So. I actually, code this, we want you to code this video game. I'm I actually saying. rub one out to coding every night. Oh my God, God, don't go near that guy. He's invigorated by coding. 
It's a little bit weird. But I'd definitely like to see a sequel of that. Yeah. Pop up. 12 teraflops. It's almost 121 gigawatts. That's that's exactly what I was going to say. Like mine, my brother. But Xbox. Wait, Scott. Xbox Series X confirms 12 mega flopping teraflops. The mega flopping, not. I added that. But 12 teraflops of power and other features with the Xbox Series X, including quick resume for multiple games, uh, variable uh, rate shading, hardware accelerated direct X ray tracing, and four generations of backwards compatibility. Full backwards compatibility or just a library that they want to put out? Well, it says full backwards compatibility. That's what the real... They want it like everything. You could just play everything right there. Oh, so on Xbox. Just taking backwards compatibility to an old new level. Now, Phil Spencer has confirmed, of course, he's the first person to blow fucking anything Microsoft because he's the head chairman there. But he says it will use a custom design processor leveraging AMD's Zen 2 and the RDNA 2 architectures, which is four times the processing power of the Xbox One Eight times faster than the Xbox One, and Xbox it's One or Xbox One X. Xbox One, the Xbox Series X will be back. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I think it's down lower on that article. But a smart delivery system, Game Pass. I don't know, but it says here. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, four times the processing power of the Xbox One. Okay. So, and then with te- 12 teraflops of power, the GPU performance is going to be smooth as well as with the uh, solid-state hard drive. Now, here's the thing. On paper, the Xbox Series X GPU is faster than R- a, G- a GeForce RTX 2080 Super and just a bit behind the 2080 Ti, which is currently the best GPU for gaming. Okay. So, it's right there on paper. It's on par with it. For a console, we gotta see. It's a practically a fucking PC. Look at it. A PC running its own operating system. And its so own let, custom so, process. So, so let's, let's, let's quantify that. As always, whenever you put a piece like a console that's running its own operating system. The hardware is actually utilized more efficiently than mm-hmm. on a Windows-based PC. Yeah. So the it, it takes less to do more than it does for a PC to do the same. Yeah. Now, ultimately PC wins because of the highly customizable uh, mobility of it. But you take what you get. Yeah. So, uh, we still have to see what PlayStation announces. Mm-hmm. we got to see what they're packing. They'll probably be right around 12, 12 teraflops. Extremely They're, they're going to be around the loading. same. As far as hardware-wise and functional-wise, they're, they're going to be about the same. Yeah. Um, I think Xbox will win the, the year one. But uh, come year two and a half, I think PS4, I mean uh, PS5 comes comes out better. Okay. We'll have to see how the next-gen console war turns out. Well, the but only reason why I say of, that is... is uh, there's a lot of hope. PS5 is having a difficulty struggling 
with uh, their price point. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just trying to go lower than Xbox. And they still haven't announced what they're releasing this Series X at. Yeah, it's just that their hardware manufacturers are having difficulties with the supply and demand, which has actually caused shooting up prices. Coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah, that that a lot of manufact a lot of game companies are pulling out of GDC because of the coronavirus. Sony's not going to be there. Blizzard's pulling out of GeForce. Nothing to do with the Corona Force, uh, the coronavirus. They're just pulling out. Uh, Halo. The last thing you'd probably think of when I mentioned Halo is Nerf guns, but Halo Nerf guns are coming to a store near you. Hasbro announced that the Halo Nerf guns, including the Needler. Uh, there's going to be three different types of Nerf guns coming out. I got to I got to talk to a rep from from uh, Nerf and and see if they actually stick to the person and then they explode. No, damn it. Probably uh, with the legalese, they can't get the exploding needler thing going on there. Um, but the you get the needler. Uh, the needler comes with two darts. Costs ten dollars. Uh, you also get the SPNKR. The one-shot blaster with two darts for $10. Okay. And you also get the MA-40 blaster, which is the uh, rifle, which is on the screen now. in Halo Infinite. Tie-in much? Oh, advertising. And that one is a 10-dart uh, clip. It uses C batteries. And uh, the SPNKR uses four double A's uh, to shoot them. So you got a little bit of battery issues there, but a couple C batteries, and you get the M4, uh, MA40 with ten darts, and you're nerfing those little kids in your in your neighborhood. Tea bag and on virtual. You can't you, you can't tea bag. Damn it! Kids. Damn it! That is a lawsuit. And probably um, you'd have to move because of the vicinity of the school. No, but no, no. What if I actually got a Lipton tea bag? Abuse? We'll allow it. <laughs> we'll allow Are you it. Just doing one of these? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just going like this with just, a tea bag. Just, yep, tea bag. You've been tea bag. They just go. to confuse them, huh? Never thought I'd say this, but I don't know how I feel about that kind of teabagging. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know that I'm going to be checking out the Nerf uh, Halo guns. Lipping teabag aside. So we bring ourselves to the end of the podcast. Gives you a whole new meaning to Earl Grey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the kid's name was Earl. And the tea was Grey. Uh, but my end segment for this week, uh, coming off the heels of last week... Yeah, just top over there. And my, coming off the heels of last week, I have the idea for the best world destroyer between Unicron and Galactus. Who ate him the best? Because I know my immediate thought. I'm gonna say Obviously, Unic- you I'm were gonna a fan of the original Transformers, I'm the G1, and Unicron, big baddie in that, went leading to the uh, Transformers movie. I was six. But Uni- <laughs> Unicron, pretty badass motherfucker. Transformer, the size of a planet. Yes, yes. So you enjoyed you enjoyed the trash planet with Weird Al Yankovic singing Dare to be Stupid. <laughs> I don't remember that, but Dare sure. Dare to be stupid. Dare to be stupid. But, I, I mean, Galactus, ultimate badass, has heralds go out and find the planets that he wants to eat. Like, no, no, that one's too spicy. 
Ah, uh, that one's too communist. Goes around. That one's too twittery. <laughs> too Sorry, twittery. got too much Twitter. Uh, too authoritarian. Mm, no, not not. I enough. need the woke kind. <laughs> not enough yes. vegans. Not enough vegans. Um, but you Earth know, is perfect. There's plenty of woke people here. I can go <laughs> on this planet easily. The woke culture mixed in with the liberals makes a nice little tang. Like you know, I mean, I'm kind of siding with Galactus because he had lackeys. He wasn't just a giant floating robot. Just sucking down any planet he could. He was too easy. He had, though. He had a refined palate. He had a specific list that he needed for his planet to be destroyed. I'm going to go with Unicron because you had to have Rodimus Prime with that power ballad in the background saying, You got the touch! You know, because okay. that's the only okay. way he died. Okay. Was, uh, I mean, you needed the power ballad. And it was Judd was Nelson that, who was actually yeah, that was the movie. Was that, was that, that was the movie? Yeah, that was the movie. That was great. <laughs> but I, I have it. I could put it on the drive. Oh god, I'm yeah, sorry. you could do that. But I should, it should stay, <laughs> it should right stay right here. Be way Judd Nelson be. was was uh, Hot Rod, which okay. who became Rodimus Prime. Yes, and I mean, as much as I love the Transformers universe, Galactus is the ultimate. Billy Badass, to where even all of Earth's mightiest heroes could do shit to stop him. They had to convince him to go eat somebody else. Does he have a heavy metal guitar ballad at the beginning? Probably if you look in the 80s. I would imagine there's got to be a heavy metal Galactus 80s themed music somewhere. Orson Welles as Unicron commanding Galvatron, who was Leonard Nimoy. Come on. I mean... Hard to argue with Orson Welles, but I'm siding with Galactus on this one, man. I'm siding with Galactus. He's got the Silver Surfer as his herald, and he's got. A I, I'm, I'm still saying Unicron because without that power ballad, I don't think he would die. <laughs> <laughs> and you broke, you broke Big Brother. <laughs> it was the power ballad that saved him. And on that bombshell, like and subscribe below. Thank you for joining us. Ah, so we're going to leave this. I finally broke him after the episodes. I'm, I'm really tired here. I'm sick and I'm tired. And Two podcasts in. I think we're just going to side with Unicron on this one and I'll be upset. Um, but because he's got a cooler name. Unicron. There you go. So Unicron wins this versus. If Kelly was here, I might have had a fighting chance. But we end off the podcast every time by saying thank you. First one we want to thank you is the Jennifer Carr for liking podcast number 93. Uh, what was 93? Uh, toothbrush well, we the website Toothbrush Taillights. Kia. Yeah. Podcast number 94, OBS Inception, Migraines for Goku, and number 95, which is, spoiler alert, Sonic the Hedgehog. So you saw that just this past weekend. I saw that yes. the debuting weekend. That movie was really fantastic. Good. It was everything that I wanted a video game movie to be. It was just like Detective Pikachu. It took Sonic. It put him in a world. It was a great story through and through. Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey. Jim Only Carrey. reasons you need to go see it. Jim Carrey. It was the reason why Jim Carrey is just an amazing human being. And he's going to milk that sucker for all it's worth. And then, did you see the end credits? I did. I did. How they teased uh, Tails. Yeah. And 
Knuckles is being rumored they want The Rock to play Knuckles. I would love The Rock as Knuckles. <laughs> Some rockin' Knuckles. Oh, I have to tell you something about like once we're done. But we also want to thank Rory and Amy for liking the last podcast, number 94, and as well as Kelly Kupawinicki and Sean Dorgan. Uh, OBS Inception, Migraines for Goku. And we always thank Kevin and, of course, Bob. Well, this has been a long, drawn-out goodbye. Uh, of course, we have the lo- uh, the live 100th episode of Purjangers and Wallhangers happening at the Game and DVD Exchange on March 4th. Please come if you want to come out there. We'll add an event in the Facebook page for it. And we'd love to see you there. Uh, we'll have the uh, you know all three of us making up the Triforce. I don't think Kelly yeah. uh, said he could make it, but uh, we will be there, and that'll be our hundredth episode, man. He is actually will be there on the live episode. I talked to him today. There we go. So we'll have the full Triforce in effect on the live one hundredth episode. So he won't be so, here on the Monday prior. He'll be on that Wednesday. We obviously didn't do uh, uh, log nights because Big Brother was feeling under the weather on Sunday. We may actually do either Sunday or Monday this week and try for Sunday or Monday this week to cap off the two episodes we need to get up to 100. And uh, we'll get that going on, man. We got a bunch of stuff coming up. Stay tuned, man. Yeah, so this has been a long, drawn-out goodbye. I am Matthew Beagrell, the Matman. To my left is Stephen Beagrell, Big Brother, and our hero of time, mascot Link Diablo. And to my right, the man that makes it happen, Christopher Bristow, the old man. We are the Triforce, and we thank you for watching, because we try to force all the nerdy news on you. And as always, boys and girls... Game on! We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Name we have not announced yet. Come on, Bubba. That's not the name of the podcast. I'm calling my dog. Hey, not James Gunn. Um, <laughs> or not Kevin Gunn. You're Benzer. Yeah. IT78 keeps leaving the oil greaser up. So obviously you know who they're talking about. Christopher Hyde. Jim uh, Carrey. Y'all order it! <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna shut it off now. Oh god. Oh god. I actually said that many times while I was uh, doing the bright memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>